What's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day so far. Good start to the week. Good Tuesday. And welcome back to another episode of Off the Dome Radio, episode 108. So we started over. We crossed the 100. Now at episode 8. Oh, yeah. Got to start it over. Starting fresh. It's like a new half of a, of a sports game. You know? Yeah. Zero, zero to zero. Zero to zero. Time for us to take the dub again. Yeah. Anyways, we have a fun, jam-packed episode for you guys today. As always, Tim and I start with kind of our weekend recap, a little fun conversation where we just kind of chop it up um, and have some some good talk there. I uh, talk about a new freelance writing gig that I applied for, so waiting to hear back on that. Want to add a little little extra spice to my daily routine and things, and it keeps me on my writing. So we go through a few things happening there, and then we get into our current events. So I start us off... Uh, our relations with Iran, kind of a hot topic, little testy subject. So I bring it up. Let's talk about that. Uh, so we do dive into that uh, and the facts that, that we have been given and what we know to be true and our assessment of that situation. Then I bring up uh, Peloton, uh, kind of past the holidays here. They had a commercial that caused quite the uproar over the internet. Um, got some people's feathers ruffled a little bit. So I get into the details of that. I didn't think it was a big deal. But we talk about that as well. Uh, RLE, talk about a new 12-week um, nutrition and training regimen I'm putting myself on. So taking myself through, um, doing my own services uh, to my own body for a 12-week transformation. So I'll be updating people along that. And then we end with our good old-fashioned book talk. I talk about training unconventionally and becoming more functional uh, with your everyday movements and things. Tim, where do you take us today, sir? Yeah, I appreciate what you shared today on the podcast. A lot of good topics that you Thank had, you. and um, I think they have a, we have a really good episode for people today. I think so too. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So for my current events, the army is banning TikTok uh, from the army. So it's a Chinese-owned app. So we kind of get into the specifics on that as to why they're doing it, um, the precautions they're taking, and kind of some of the details on that, which is pretty interesting. Um, we give our opinions on that. Um, and then some psychology researchers at Ball State University um, in Muncie, Indiana, did a research experiment showing the impact of 10 minutes of mindfulness and meditation before you learn something. And we kind of explained the benefits to that why it is the way it is and something that you can implement into your own studying or if you're reading or anything that will help you retain information a lot better so cool um, topic there and then for real life experience i wrote an article for one of my clients recently on a topic that was probably one of my favorites that i've ever done so i give some self-empowerment insight that i wrote about last week you guys won't want to miss that um, i end the show talking about a book called five levels of leadership by john maxwell so I get into the various levels, what they mean, um, and then we talk about the law of addition, what you can do to be a better leader at work, um, in your family, uh, anywhere. So I feel like you guys are going to get a lot of good value from this. Episode 108, have a fantastic, successful Tuesday. I miss Mac Miller. <clears throat> Legend. R.I.P. Fentanyl laced coke, man. Do you still go back and listen to his music? Quite a oh bit? yeah, absolutely, one thousand percent. I was a pretty big Mac fan, especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. I forget which song it was. I think it's Brand Name. Yeah, I think it's that one. 
where there's a line that references like drugs laced with bad shit. Mm. So it's very like, for lack of a better word, ironic when I picked up on it where it was him referencing not getting bad drugs and part of what did him in was bad drugs. Yeah, unfortunate foreshadowing right there. Yeah, it's like, That's damn tough. it, man. It's tough. Like, what happened to just smoking some joints? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're into it, throw a little tobacco in there and roll a spliff. I don't judge. But come on, man. Yeah. Like, the heavy shit. I mean, I guess curiosity kills the cat. Yeah, and they, I mean, when you get to that level, everything is available to you and you can have it whenever you want. You're yeah. Just, you're just around it all the time. And it's like, shit. Maybe I'll just take it easy today. Mm-hmm. Do some dope hangout things with my friends. Get a little stony baloney. Yeah. Man. What, I think he was like 27 or 28. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't 30 yet. Yeah. But yeah, I listen to some Mac still. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times, like, a lot of artists, like, create content and music and beats when they're on all these drugs mm-hmm. so they probably see it like oh I'm, I'm doing this now i'm i'm creating value from this like i might as well just keep doing it right if, i mean that's a big part of just the culture of some types of, of music and yeah it's just interesting to see like it's it's the rise of some people to make that music but then it's it definitely doesn't lead down a, a good path when you sustain it so yeah like sometimes i'll write with a beer mm-hmm. like not always like i don't need it to write but sometimes you know, if I'm working in on the weekend or something, like I did this weekend, I had like two beers as I was doing my work like Friday and Saturday. Just had a couple beers and was hanging in, had some sports going on, but uh, oh, applied to write Zillas. Yeah. Yep. So going to try to get into some paid freelance writing. There you go. He's starting the career. Yep. Yep. So it was interesting. There are topics like that you choose your three from. I was just looking for like health and fitness or health mm-hmm. and wellness, but it was like more specific health science, which I'm like, ah, that's not like my main, like then there's human performance and recreation. I was like, all right, I'll put that as number one. Number two is business and like three is other. Yeah. But then I, uh, for my sample, I used my gluten article and I was like, that's pretty like, it's got some stats, got a couple of references, but it's like a known topic now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just have to get used to doing like MLA and APA, like a little more strict on that style. Yeah, it, it is. It does but, take it back a little bit because because the, the the choices that they give you, like no matter what you put on there for your suggestions, you're gonna have exposure to all of the different types. Of, you'll see what people want. Yeah. So yeah. you'll yeah, and they, and they have like strict guidelines on some of them, but yeah. I imagine getting like approved isn't that strict. No, I'm just really waiting wasn't. on like the phone. Yeah, quote unquote interview, I guess. And it, they, it's like a five minute conversation, and they they don't ask yeah. you like like crazy in depth questions. It's just kind of like the token. Yeah, get to know like I questions. just want to be like, look, this is what I do. This is what I know, and this is what I want to write about. Yeah, I'm not gonna write about politics or, you know, like science or chemistry. Like fuck. No, stick to what you know. Now let me write about some kettlebells, dog. Yeah, dog. Dog. Um, do you have it scheduled yet? Or no, they said they said I did it over the weekend, so there might just be like that weekend business oh, yeah, day yeah, yeah. delay. They said one or two business days, so probably tonight. I'm guessing if not tomorrow, tomorrow's Wednesday, so that'll be like three business days already. So mm-hmm. today or tomorrow, like I'm I'm not too worried about it. But I got it done finally. I said I was gonna do it. It wasn't like a resolution, mm-hmm. but 
it was a priority now. I moved it up the priority list. Going to download uh, Duolingo this week, too. There you go. Start my Spanish journey. Yeah. Because that was it's one I was, I was waiting till 2020. I just had to clear some things. Mm-hmm. And uh, see, so yeah, I'm going to start Spanish. I got another patient. She goes, oh, I'll teach you Chinese. And I was like, I got to do one at a time. <laughs> but when it comes to Chinese, you're my lady. Like, yeah. Your Chinese needs to be one teach, language at Teach a time. away. Teach yeah. away. And uh, I was like, between writing it and speaking it, what's harder? Mm-hmm. And she just like, she kind of laughs. Both. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> of course. Of course, both. And uh, I go, so is it like, I've heard pretty commonly that English is the hardest language to learn. She goes, oh, no, no. English not hard. English not hard. Chinese hard. And I was like, oh, Okay. All right, you're going to you're going to teach me after I learn my Spanish. But I told her I was like, now I'm on like my language mission where I want to mm-hmm. be diverse. I took freaking Latin in high school. Yeah, same. Helps me zero unless I was going to be like a lawyer or doctor. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it when I was in Italy, if I knew Spanish, I would have done a lot better. I think my Latin like it carried over once or twice over the course of 2 weeks in Italy. And I was like this I thought it would "quote unquote" look good to who? <laughs> no one's gonna that I apply to college. They're not gonna see that I took Latin. I they're gonna look the, at a I GPA. Know all these words. Yeah, they're gonna look at my GPA, my ACT scores. Didn't even take the SAT, which mm-hmm. still kind of blows people away. I was like, nah, I just took one. I didn't want to take two. I still went to school. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, applied to Wrightzilla's. Excited to kind of start doing that. Be some good side money. Um, you know. Save some, put it towards, put some towards the business, and mm-hmm. put some towards my real estate fund because I gotta worry about that mm-hmm. come August trying to get that started up. So, um, yeah. And then uh, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, church on Sunday we had our pastor interviewed Brian Welch, who is a guitarist and starter of Corn with a K band. <laughs> Told a friend earlier, he's like, "What'd you say?" The band Corn. Corn. There's it, a lot uh, of things that write with corn. That a, could be... a mixture in letters. Yeah. Yeah. Like torn. <laughs> you know? Worn. You want to make sure it wasn't. So, anyway. That's uh, cool that the, the pastor did it because he, he knew him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess like they've been friends, Pastor and Brian Welch. And so, Brian Welch's daughter also joined, which was interesting because. You know, it's kind of geared around to, obviously, Brian finding his faith and God and his spiritual journey, I think, started in 05. It's kind of when he also left the band. And he's like, you know, I was addicted to drugs. You know, I was a meth head, like this and that. He wasn't around much with his daughter, which was hard on her. She had suicidal thoughts. She had, you know, she they didn't get in, into specifics, but made reference that she had damaged her arms from shoulders to wrists mm. uh, from self-damaging things. And and she went to a boarding school in Lafayette, Indiana, that was kind of more like awakening where it just gave her the therapeutic support she needed. It wasn't like a punishment or anything. It's just like she needed some other help. Didn't Her mom wasn't around, I guess, mm-hmm. either. But it was cool. You know, you see this guy like... There's still the stigma, but it's dying where, I mean, the man is covered in tattoos from fingers up on his face and people listen to him like he was just, you know, he was just delivering a good message. 
And there are probably some people that are like, oh, you know, he's got all these tattoos. Like, who? But that's a nice thing about it. I feel like, in, and I come from a Catholic background, as you know, where I kind of do more Christian church now. Tattoos are more accepted, I think, from the Christian side than the Catholic side. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, it, it would just, I don't think he would, I shouldn't say that, but I think it would be tougher to have someone like that give a prayer over an entire congregation in a Catholic setting than mm-hmm. in our Christian setting. I just think it'd be a little more challenging to get to that place. Yeah. But I understand both sides, which is the nice thing I appreciate of, of being baptized into Catholicism. Like there are certain things I still really appreciate about it, but to where I appreciate the openness of Christianity a little bit more mm-hmm. where it's like, a guy with tattoos on his face, but an inspirational spiritual story of finding God is allowed to pray over us. Yeah. Like and it's kinda cool how he like the the influence that he's having over people like now is a different type of influence mm-hmm. that he was having when he was like performing with the band. And right. And he has since reconnected with the band and performs and tours still, mm-hmm. but he outlines like what he needs in terms of setting or what he needs just to keep being him Mm -hmm. as who he is now so and he said they've been nothing but yes men in in good ways of accommodating him to his needs and what like he has to do to keep his good journey going and so at at the gym the other day i was listening to some corn i was like oh Oh, there you go let's just let's get into it a little bit here so no it was super cool um and had a powerful message and it, it was kind of cracked up a few times his uh his prayers like hey you know lord and like i said earlier you know this and that and he goes and guys like your pastor is not afraid he goes to corn concerts he's not afraid and it's like <laughs> kind of threw that in there so i was like i felt like the guy on mr d is like nasran nasran <laughs> but uh no so that, that was that was cool what nice nice to go to yeah, yeah first one out of the gate 2020 uh guitarist from corn and his daughter, so that was cool to to have that. And I guess she's an in indie too, so mm. she's doing some cool things with a mission to help kids who were, you know, whether it's just bad environments, single parent homes, don't have the resources to to learn and things like that. So she's doing good things too. So yeah, good uh, good weekend, relaxing, got some work done, watch some football, watch the Patriots lose. Mm-hmm. Hey hey, the end of a dynasty. In New England. Yeah. In New England. Yeah. Derrick Henry just running all over him. He was he was an animal. Yeah. I was watching it with, with Jimmy, one of my roommates, and I go, I didn't know the Titans were this good this year. And he laughs. He goes, They're, they weren't supposed to be. They really weren't. Yeah. But, hey, any given day, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at when the Eagles beat the Patriots. Yeah. People gave the Eagles no time of day. Yeah, they're they're very well coached. The uh, the coach the of the Titans, he used to play for the Patriots as a player. Uh, he played for Bill Belichick, and I think they were showing some stat. Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots right now, he like has lost his last four games against old coaches or players really? that coached against him. So wow, the student getting better of the pupil or the people getting better of the teacher. Old dog giving away too many tricks, man. Yeah, so that's. But- no, and got to respect. I mean, I love Tom Brady. I mean, I I respect his game and his greatness. Yeah, like I, yeah, you know, I I don't like the Patriots, but I don't dislike Tom Brady. Yeah, it's like it's a good teammate, right? And, and 
from being so close to Chicago growing up. I'm a Cubs fan and I'm a Bears fan, but I'm also a Colts fan from being down here for so long. But like, if they play each other, I root for the Bears. If they don't, I root for for both. But I hate the Packers out of principle of being a Bears fan. But I love Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play. Like when he's not playing the Bears, seeing him make like a fourth quarter comeback by three touchdowns thrills me to death. I love to see it happen. Yeah. As long as he doesn't play the Bears. Yeah. But I hate the Packers, not Aaron Rodgers. It's a principle thing. Right. Sports right. fans understand. Yep. It's principle. I don't hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. If Tom yeah. Brady went to Chicago, I'd be ecstatic. Oh, yeah. Thrilled. But you know, we we loved... We're really good at making bad decisions with players. So. Oh. Mitchell for the future. Uh, dude, it's just... I don't know. The inconsistency. He's so inconsistent. It drives me up the wall. Mm-hmm. I think he's got one year left on the contract. I figure they're giving him one more chance. Yeah. We'll see. See what happens. We'll see. I think maybe see what kind of college quarterback. I don't know what where the Bears are going to be in the draft. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Need to get a good quarterback, though. Yeah. Like, defense needs help. Our defense was awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Incredible defense. They just need some help. Yeah. Just a little bit of help. Get some. How's your weekend? It was good, man. Got some work done. Got a work, couple workouts in, and then my knees turned three. Oh, nice! On Saturday, so she had a little party there. We had the fam up there, and cool. Get, watch her open gifts. I mean, I feel like in, her birthday is like December twenty first or something. Okay. So like, when you're young, it's good to be born around Christmas because you're gonna get your Christmas gifts, but you're also gonna get your birthday gifts. Yeah. But when you're older, people just combine the two. And yeah. You don't get as much. I feel like it's. <laughs> College age and up is when they start to combine, like, high school, like, maybe still kind of feel bad a little bit. Yeah. Once you get, like, that college, it's like, okay, you're done. You mm. you get one for two. Yeah. Like, we're doing it all together. So that would kind of suck. Mm. But maybe you get, like, bigger shit. I don't know. Yeah. Make com- yeah, combining higher value, quality over quantity. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was up in Warsaw? Uh, Noblesville. Noblesville. Yeah, a little north of Indy. Got it, got but, it. Yeah. Was, uh, did Brett stick around through the weekend, too? Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. she, she was up at the, the party with us, and then she went home. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. A big part of the weekend was, was chilling here, though, doing work, watch watching the playoff games, playoff yeah. weekend, because we're getting into the final weeks of the NFL season, and then once that ends, it's, it's all NBA, baby. There we go. Dude, I was bummed about the Saints' loss. Yeah, that bummed tough. me out. I'm a Drew Brees guy because he went to Purdue, and yeah. I've read his book, Coming Back Stronger. We've talked about it on here a couple times. Just, just a good all around guy, and I think just, this just a good dude, genuine guy. Yeah, and he's like he treasures preparation. Like he's one of the like he prepares just as good as Tom Brady. I feel like, but mm-hmm. I feel like this was his last year to really make a good run at the Super Bowl. So I don't, I don't know. Why is that? Just they had the team this year and. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to stay in New Orleans or other players, good key players, are just going to get picked up? I think, yeah, they're losing a, they'll lose a lot of guys next year, and it's the last year of his contract, and he's, he probably won't be as good next year, but mm. maybe he will be. I don't know. It also amazes me. like He's short. Oh, yeah. He's like 5'9". Like he's, he's a little dude. Yeah. And so like him throwing over just monstrous linemen just always impresses me. Mm-hmm. Like He can still see and... and 
you know, not get it batted down every other throw. Like he's he's little. Yeah. I mean, he's still a big guy. Don't you know? I'm not gonna stand next to him and <laughs> best him in anything. But like he's just short. Yeah, he's small. Yeah, great player. Very very spiritual driven too. Mm-hmm. Like very faith driven guy and gives credit to God a lot, which I dig. Yeah. And I feel like he's just a straight shooter. Like get out there and play football. Mm-hmm. Do your job. So, we'll say Patriots. They had that sneaky play with Edelman. Oh yeah. That was well done. But, yeah. anywho, they lost. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Uh, what's going on in the world, Tim? Yeah, so I want to talk about TikTok for a little bit. TikTok. I feel like most people know what TikTok is. It became pretty big last year, wildly popular in 2019. I think I was reading right here. It says they surpassed 1.5 billion downloads wow. last year. So wow. definitely, and Gary V, who's the social media savant, has been talking about how mm-hmm. it's a good time to get into TikTok. Good words, savant. savant. So, yeah, that's a French ass name, savant. Yeah. yeah, you like that? Expanded my <laughs> vocabulary, SAT vocabulary. Um, so yeah, it's it's an app that allows users to create and share edited videos, um, kind of like Vine Research, but mm-hmm. um, it's got it's like revamped a little bit. Um, so the army has quote unquote banned the people from the army, the U.S. Army, from mm-hmm. using TikTok. Um, so the basis on the fact that the army thinks it's a security threat, a cyber threat, um, Lieutenant Colonel Robin Ochoa, an army spokesperson said that they cannot technically ban it from everybody, but they're telling everybody not to people who have government issued phones in the army, mm-hmm. not to have it. Um, and the reason why it's been so just so, on the government issued phone, yeah, government issued phones. Okay. Um, uh, but the reason why, uh, it's been so big in the army is they recruiters army recruiters have been using it um, as an effective tool for like recruiting people mm. and like reaching people in generation c because that's i mean you have a lot of people on instagram that they probably do and they, they have all the targeted ads and stuff but i feel like the the people who use tiktok it's a lot more concentrated of people who would be at that ripe age to go into the army um so they've been using that um and like lawmakers in the past few months have kind of expressed concern about it too. Um, they've issued like a national security review of the app. Because the app, the reason why this is all coming together, is the fact they're trying to ban it, is the company that owns this is is a company based out of Beijing, okay. China, um, called ByteDance, B-Y-T-E-D-A-N-C-E, so ByteDance. Um, and there's been speculation that the company, ByteDance, could be forced to comply with the Chinese government um, with like intelligence gathering and like all the data that's stored in the app, like from us people, mm-hmm. um, could be used by the government and could be used against us. So the army's kind of, uh, kind of paranoid about that. Okay. But, but the thing is as well, ByteDance, they claim like the company, they claim that all the data that they store from us users on TikTok is stored in the United States and the backup servers that store the data are in Singapore. So which means that they claim that the Chinese it, their data isn't subject to Chinese law. So they said because data isn't housed in China, mm-hmm. the Chinese government can't request that stuff. Okay. I'm no so, lawyer, but I'd buy that. Yeah, so I like but I feel like the army just doesn't want to take any chances cuz I mean you just yeah. There's been cyber hacks before. There's I mean, you just never know what well, could happen. Well, we talked about Chinese like um Groups, not that like they were fueled by the Chinese government, but just mm-hmm. 
they were Chinese hacking groups that yeah. we've talked about on the show very recently attacking SMS message centers. Right. And, and that's, so, what they, that's what they said. Like the army said, monitor your phones for unusual text. Uh, beware of the applications that you download. And like, cause you never know like that. You, your personal information could be exposed. Like if you text back these weird numbers, like you, like that's how they get in. Like you just said. Yeah. And, but it's interesting because now it's like, okay, because you, it's, I would think, because China and the United States kind of need each other. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, we need to coexist because we're such powerhouses in so many facets. Mm-hmm. Like, we just need each other. Um, so I don't think that one would try to take the other down. Sure, we have rough negotiations with China, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's always, you know, bed of roses with you and your best friend either. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I get the Army's perspective for sure, because then it's, you got to play the game. Okay, if it's housed here, whoever runs and owns those, what are they invested in? Mm-hmm. Like, where's their money sitting? Which side of the aisle? Same thing if, you know, wherever else they store it, it's like, okay, whoever's in charge of that, what are their interests? Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, maybe it's not required to abide by Chinese law. But maybe there's easier reciprocity. Like if you want to cooperate mm-hmm. with Chinese law, maybe the people that make that decision could benefit from doing so. So yeah. you never know. And and maybe that's that is one hundred percent speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. Just thinking down the rabbit hole. But that's where I'm trying to understand, okay. Because you don't want to start censorship stuff. You want people to be able to do what they're gonna do. It helps with recruiting. But you also don't want to open the door to mm-hmm. unwanted strangers. Yeah. God, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, it's and it's it's weird because like that company too, uh, ByteDance, like they they release like every six months a transparency report, and in the report it details like which like government and law agencies have requested out to them for information, mm. and they said China was not even on there for, for the first half of 2019 at least. Hmm. So. They uh, before at least the later part of 2019, China hasn't even contacted them. Yeah. So, but maybe I don't know. I just they claim that they won't be able to give it to them because of Chinese law. Yeah. But who like like you said like some people may have spe- special interests like they they may like have a way of getting it like right. And I mean, <clears throat> if it's just your government issued phone <clears throat> that they don't want it on, it's not like they're mm-hmm. making it a widespread ban to your personal too. Yeah. So all this being said. As our business, I still think we need Off the Dome Radio on TikTok. Yeah, you know, I do. You know, yeah. hey, the more press we get, the better. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. send it to everyone. Everyone in China yeah. can listen. Generation Z, listen to our show. Church. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get on TikTok. Off yeah. the Dome Radio will be on TikTok. Yes, sir. But just don't hack the army. <laughs> well, that's interesting you say about uh, like strange numbers and things. So I got a phone call on Sunday morning. And I was still just kind of laying in bed. Number I didn't recognize, whatever. And then I listened to the voicemail. And I couldn't tell if it was scammy or not. It was a voicemail allegedly from Cook County Correctional Facility. Oh. And on the voicemail, it was a loop of, uh, you know, and it started off with, you know, beware of someone trying to 
on the other end have you dial star seven like two or whatever and it would send to a third party so it was giving a warning up front but then didn't have the name of who was calling me from a correctional facility usually there's a name like they give you the name of who's calling you it's not just like some you know random inmate and so it was like press one to accept four to decline whatever but this was over the voicemail like i didn't answer the real like the live time call and so I tried, I, I, I did a little quick research. I put the number in Google and I got Cook County Correctional. So I, I'm like, shit, I have friends in the, in the city, but I'm trying to think who one of my friends that I, I'm still that close with where they would call me in that kind of, of a jam. And it's a very short list. And I'm like, what on God's green earth would they do? You know, they're not going to drink and drive. Most of them don't have cars in living in the city. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what, some stupid public intox. You know, no one's like wheeling and dealing drugs. I'm like, what the hell? So I do call back, but I'm on wait. And I'm on wait. It says, like, everyone is busy. Everyone's busy. Um, and it said, like, my balance was, had a $0 balance. But then I asked, like, if I want to put money on it. So I couldn't tell. And and I waited probably, I don't know, five-ish minutes on hold. And then I'm like, you know what? If someone is really in a bind, they'll probably be able to call me again. But there was no name on, on who called me. Yeah, that's weird. That's the thing. And maybe there's a difference between the live call, if I were to answer, maybe it would have said the name versus a voicemail. I don't know. I've never had that. But I thought that was real strange. To us. Like, I couldn't tell if it was scammy or not. Mm. But it, again, I... Put that number in the Google, into Google, and I saw Cook County Correctional Facility. But then I also saw articles about getting scammed on correctional facility calls. So I didn't know which way to lean. Yeah. So I I just called back, was gonna see if I could talk to someone live, see what the dealio was. I didn't get anyone. I waited five minutes. I was like, eh, I'm out. You did your due diligence. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. But if any of my friends. Chicago got in trouble and called me. Yeah, cause start where where is Cook County? That's a, a lot of just main areas of Chicago. Um, so Cook County, pretty sure that's like covers downtown. I forget. Huh. Okay. Everywhere, cause I think where I went to school was at Cook County on the okay. south side. Maybe that's why I think Cook County covers. Is your, is your number your area code? Is that from up there? Mine is my area code is an Indiana code, okay. but the area code that called me is a very well known Chicago number. Like mm-hmm. it was a three one two area code. It's very common Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. So I I hope like I didn't accidentally leave a buddy high and dry who was in a jam and needed some help. But again, I was getting mixed signals on if it was legit or not. There was no name. I don't know who called. I waited, didn't talk to anyone. It's like, are correctional facilities phones popping that hardcore on a Sunday? Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's a hot spot. I don't yeah. know. Maybe Sunday know. is visiting day. I Family hours. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, so I just, that reminded me when you said, you know, people respond to strange numbers and things and I don't know. But so far, I haven't heard anything else. 
Mm-hmm. Keep you updated if I yeah. end up like get. Hey man, I called you. I was in the junk tank and I needed some help. <laughs> like, <laughs> hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. But we'll see. Interesting. Banning TikTok. Damn. It's unfortunate how sensitive we got to be to things. Yeah. I mean, they're just. I guess they're being better safe than sorry. Yeah. I mean, just... but like cybersecurity, you can't be too careful. Right. People can do anything. Exactly. So. Gosh, it's a bummer. Speaking yeah. of doing anything with stuff like that, I need to bring up Iran. Mm-hmm. G- Got to bring it up. It's a hot topic right now. Oh, yeah. Now. It was all over the internet yeah. this past weekend. People are pissed. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of mixed mixed things going on. So we'll cover cover both sides here. But people are mad and, and calling us kind of terrorists of our own. And here here's my thing. It's like... What, because America and Iran were besties beforehand? Like, Iran was going to have our back if we went to war with someone else. We're going to call up Iran. Hey, you guys got our six, right? Oh, yeah, man, we got you. We're good. Go in. We got... Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. They didn't like us to begin with. We're the infidel. Like, if you, you're trying to get them to change religion for them to love us. And this guy did a little research. Um, Soleimani. And probably butchered his name. That's fine. And like he's killed so many people, including oh, yeah. American servicemen and women. It was planned to kill more. Like they had scheduled. Yeah. More. Yeah. It was on his future. calendar. Yeah. You know, like, oh, Sunday I'm gonna kill this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't wait till Wednesday. That that's a good one. Yeah. But it's like, okay, we killed a, a terrorist. How many other terrorists have we killed? That people have been okay with. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not an opinion. This guy has done terrible, terrible things to people. Yeah. And he's dead. Like, we, we, we killed a dangerous man to the world and to American lives. Like, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. That's what our military has to do. And on the one side, Trump did not want what happened in Benghazi to happen at our embassy there because right. like our embassy was infiltrated by Iranian protesters and he did not want American lives. Like people work in the embassy from my understanding and someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they're trained like military personnel. They're not trained in hand and combat combat. I don't know how heavily armed they may or may not be. I'm sure there's guards, but again, it's not like it's a military compound, just an embassy. It's kind of like a safe haven. And so, yeah, Trump ordered troops real quick. Uh, I don't know the timing of the attack from from when that happened, but it was a drone attack. And the thing is, you know, people are like, oh, they raised the red flag, you know, the first time in history, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like because they didn't want to kill us beforehand. Like they say, like shaky relations, like it was ever going to really get good where Iran was going to love us, like Iraq is pissed too, because they're our friend. Mm-hmm. Like I know there are Iranians and Iraqis that do want our help, but it's like, come on, we, we got to protect our own first. Mm-hmm. That's the game. You know, any other country is going to do the same. But I think it's interesting that we did that with a drone. Yeah. It was a drone strike. So... If they're going to come at us, like we can shoot things out of the sky. We have subs around the world that we don't know about. 
Um, and that's that's a speculation, but I'm assuming we have subs. I've, I've talked to some Mariners before where, you know, sometimes they tell stories and they can't tell us where they went. Mm-hmm. They were under longer because of a certain thing that they couldn't tell us about. I'm just saying, I think we have a lot of good things in our, our arsenal, but it's like, their country is is in an uproar right now over this terrorist being killed, and they're so pissed. It's like we did that just with a drone. Yeah. Like, do you want to play this game? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to make it about a dick measuring contest, but at a certain point, like, do you want to play this game against America? And I saw a clip. Uh, had to have been a, a general, a colonel, admiral, something. He was so decorated. And I saw a video clip on uh, just the other day. He was addressing Iran. And within the clip, the last thing that he said before they cut it was, he's like, you know, if you want to go to war with the United States of America, someone else will raise your sons and daughters. And I was like, whoa, like that dude put it down, like straight up told them someone else will raise your kids if you wage war with America. But it's. Unfortunately, we have to kind of big dick around. Like it's you can't be a pushover mm-hmm. when it comes to just war. Like, look, we've had crazy people drive two planes into buildings in New York City. Like, you want a, a remake because mm-hmm. they would love to give us one. Yeah, but then you know, I understand you want to try to keep peace. You want to try to see can you talk to people. I like I understand that too. So I'm not always pro go violence and war on them. But you know, sometimes. We don't know all the decisions being made behind the doors. Like, we're on this side. We only see what they're allowed to give us and then make assumptions and opinions and information off the facts that we're given. So we know we were infiltrated. We know that we we were afraid of a Benghazi situation. And we sent troops in. We killed a, a known terrorist. And, and those are the facts. And Trump tweets, those are the facts. Yeah, she, he, he tweeted this past week and said, they strike back. He's, they've got like 42 locations. 52. 52 locations that ran that they can. And, and, you know, people get mad about that. And, you know, I don't think we should publicly give away our plans or our numbers. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he that's. said the exact number. I don't think that's good in terms of. <laughs> said 52. <laughs> in terms of planning military strikes. <laughs> so with that, that, with that, I disagree. It's like, dude, shut up. Like. This is where stealth is better. Mm-hmm. This is military plans. Don't give that shit away, dude. Like, put the phone down for that. <laughs> Tweet about a witch hunt or something. That's much more entertaining anyway. Yeah. Fake news. I, I love your your clips of saying fake news. I think it's hysterical. Uh, just the voice gets me. Oh, they love us down there. Oh, they absolutely love us. They love everything we're doing. We're helping them out. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but, you know, so I, but again, I understand you want to try to have good relations with foreign countries, especially the ones that do hate us. You want to see, can we do better? Mm-hmm. Like, is there something in our process that can and should be improved upon? And are we able to do so peacefully? I'm down. 100% down. But you do also have to protect the house. Just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not infiltrating embassies. They would come at us if we did so. Yeah. Rightfully so, you know. So it's 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 a testy subject, but all in all, I think I think that decisions that were made were made by higher ups that thought it was in the best interest of the American people and the greater good. Mm-hmm. 
And I only, again, I know what the facts are that are given to us. That's what I base our assessment on or my assessment on. But those are my thoughts. I thought we should address it. Things are hot with Iran. I think they always have been. I think they always will be. We're in a little uproar right now, but all in all, it's protecting the house. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes. But, you know, I hope more troops, you know, if, if we need to call upon them, you know, I thank them for doing so. But the hope is we don't, but we might have to. Because I saw something about them, like, trying to kick us out, potentially, of Iran and Iraq mm. because of this. But again, there are people that want us there. Uh, I forget. I was listening to Dakota Meyer. He was on Jocko's podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast. He was a former, he was a Marine and uh, is, uh, but not active. And he was saying how, because he described it on Rogan's podcast, because Rogan was like, hey, so for people that don't understand why we're also there, aside from just fighting. And this guy, Dakota Meyer, put it a good way. He goes, look, in their country, they have like kind of the equivalent to cartels in Mexico that are taking over and doing violent things and people don't like that. But if they stand up to it, they end up dead. It's like similar things happen over there too and we're trying to help the people that don't want that. And so that, you know, we don't know as civilians. We don't know all the situations and scenarios. So it's, again, a fine line. But yeah, it's it's tough to make that call. But again, we're not there to make that call. Mm -hmm. So we don't know everything else intelligence wise that we're not allowed to have yeah there could be a lot of other threats that we don't know about where it's like hey we had to make this decision mm -hmm. yeah it's good versus evil at the end of the day yeah and you guys killing innocent people everyone like. thinks that they're the good guy mm -hmm. everyone thinks they're the good guy that's the tough thing about this they think they're right yeah like no one here thinks they're wrong it's a tough thing about war no one thinks they're wrong mm -hmm. so i don't know one more thing I want to add to that, uh, Robert O'Neill, who is the guy that killed Osama bin Laden. Okay. There is an there's a podcast called the Ripper Magoo podcast. He came on to like the third or fourth episode and described the entire like week leading up to him killing Osama bin Laden because wow. he was the one that put the three bullets in him. So wow. Really cool story. It's too, I mean, this time it was a drone, but. Osama bin Laden, there, there's a guy that is actively tells this full story, every single detail on that podcast. I'm going to check that podcast So you out. should listen to that one. But that's pretty I, wild. Just thought I would add that in there. Robert O'Neill on the Ripper Magoo podcast. Because there's that one movie, was it Zero Dark Thirty? Mm -hmm. That was about that? Yeah. Great film. Yeah. But um, and, he and he talks about like the things of that movie that like are just kind of brushed over mm -hmm. or like not explained fully. Like, cause I mean, he, he get, even get clarifies some of the stuff that's in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a really cool story. I'll, I'll, check I'll, send, I'll send it to you. Check that out. So, but yeah, man, I mean, we got military for a reason. Mm -hmm. We got to use them. It, it, it's the unfortunate truth of the world. Yeah. Like I'd love if we could all be friends and just argue over a ball at recess, but yeah. not the they case. It always worked that way. You got a second current event for us, Tim? Yeah, so researchers at Ball State University here in Indiana, thought I'd give them a little shout-out, um, did an experiment that showed um, how you can increase your ability to remember something um, by doing 10 minutes of mindfulness and meditation before it. Like mm. whether you're studying something, whether you're going to like a lecture, um, 
and they, they're saying they did an experiment showing that you can retain information better by doing 10 minutes of meditation. So in November 2019, the psychology researchers from Ball State um, published uh, this study. Um, so what they did is they took 142 participants and divided them into two equal groups. Uh, the first group, they listened to an audio tape of a 10-minute mindfulness exercise. Okay. They did meditation for 10 minutes. The other half of the 142 listened to a 10-minute tape of someone describing the English countryside. So someone who was actively just talking and like describing something. Hmm. So they sit and listen to like kind of informational, like someone talking to them. Yeah. Um, so afterwards, both groups took a series of tests designed to orally teach them new words. And if surprising or not surprisingly, but interestingly enough, the group that engaged in the mindfulness exercise, who just listened to the 10 minute meditation tape, remembered significantly more of what they learned. Hmm. Um, and you may ask why is, and the researchers explained that mindfulness meditation, it quiets down your thoughts and it preps your brain and like your psyche to remember words easier because you're, you're resting your brain right before you retain information. Hmm. Um, like a lot of times, I, I remember so many times going to like a college lecture, like I would just be talking on the phone and just go right in. What if all those times I just meditated before all those classes? <laughs> you could have studied 30% less. Exactly. It just makes it like all those Saturdays where you could have. Just 10 minutes before class. 10 minutes, guys. Yep. And I made the 30% up. But it sounds good, right? Yeah. 10 minutes before class, study 30% less. Bam, ace your test. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. God. We need to talk at schools. I know. We should. Promote less work. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting, though. Like, Smarter, not harder. That's, well, to your point, if you think about someone describing something to you, very descriptive, now you're trying to create that picture in your mind rather than keeping your mind blank and open, mm -hmm. which is hard enough already. Yeah. But, so, so that makes sense. Like, I'll buy that. Like, you know, you're trying to describe, you know, don't think of a white elephant. But same thing with English countryside. Then you're like, oh, I bet that's nice. That's a nice breeze there. Yeah. Nice tall grass. <laughs> and then so I guess it could be meditative depending on, on the voice on the other end. But, yeah, it's it's still a distraction of sorts mm -hmm. to where it gets your, your mind thinking a completely different way. What if those questions were like numbers? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, man, but that field was nice. Yeah. So... Uh, no, I like this a lot. I wish they'd have a little higher number of participants, but yeah, um, I like where they're going with this mm -hmm. for sure. Cause we've talked about doing the, well, not necessarily meditation, but, uh, like five, 10 minute review of the information after. Mm -hmm. So combine pre like learn 10 minute meditation, five minutes after a recap and then like, what was it? Like an hour over the course of a month. Mm -hmm. And then you retain it like 20, 30%. No, you retain like 95 plus percent. Yeah. So if you did both of these, imagine your retention at the end of a month of learning like a chapter or two, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Yep. 10 minutes before, five after regularly. You probably study for that test maybe an hour, depending on difficulty of content. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, man, I wasted a lot of hours studying. Yeah, instead, and get get your proper amount of sleep the day before you get tested yeah. for the information too. And two days before is big too. Cause that, yeah, because that was my like that was just 
my biggest thing is like stay up as late as possible the night before and cram it all in. But like, there's just smarter ways of doing things, like, like more mindful ways of reviewing information. If I knew this while I was in school, oh man, mm-hmm. definitely would have taken advantage. Yeah. Where was Off the Dome Radio then? Yeah. What happened? It was in the back of our minds. We just didn't realize it yet. The podcasting community let us down. <laughs> they didn't teach us how to not study. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on, Lee. Um, no, interesting study, though, for sure. Uh, so I'd like to see if and when other people start doing something similar. Because I feel like we have been, and I know we're you and I are just kind of biased towards meditation and, and things like that. But... It seems that we keep finding more research and articles and, and things done with that, whether mm-hmm. it's a high-level athlete, competitor, or just people in school to where we're seeing a lot more meditation and visualization and, and mind things. And body. Connect, and, c- connecting your mind and body. That's what meditation is. Yes. Like be, letting your senses and your, and your mind where all we're, come into one. It seems we're seeing a lot more of that than the external stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's more, okay, you want to get better at this? Be better inside first. Yeah. And, and then you know, worry about the physical book and the studying and, and the lines and the equations and this and that. But where get the mind right ready to receive the information and then afterwards get the mind right to where you recap okay this makes sense to me i got mm-hmm. this five minutes done yeah call it a day so yeah. and and the other thing is the, the key thing about that is breathing too like mm-hmm. in meditation they say like when you take deep breaths it releases these two things called serotonin and dopamine mm-hmm. which i'm sure you've heard of they're they're neurotransmitters in your brain they get associated with positive emotion and working memory. Mm-hmm. So not only does like breathing like helps you focus, but it also chemically in your brain it creates an environment that welcomes welcomes you to learn new information and be happy doing so. Yeah. Because you're just simply taking deep breaths. So. You can do so many things with breath. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're tired and you still want to try to get a workout, like, oh I'm not feeling this. Or you're tired and you just need to wake up, maybe you need to study a little longer, whatever it is. You can wake yourself up and energize yourself with your breath. So it's mm-hmm. altering your CO2 levels within the body is what you're doing mm-hmm. to alter your mood. Um, if you're angry and you need to calm down or something, uh, the guy that, that spoke on this, Dr. Andy Galpin, uh, did a seminar with him. He made the reference, you know, sometimes he's, he lives in California. He goes, sometimes with the traffic, i got to breathe and calm it down. But you can do so many things with your breath. Uh, it's it's incredible and still very undervalued, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you mentioned that too because that's such a big part of everything. Definitely. Everything from working out to, to studying to, yeah, yoga. Shout out, what, what, yoga? Love, it. Love that yoga. That's right. Love it. Um, yeah, your, your breath is, is foundational. Mm-hmm. And so like it sounds weird, but mastering the control of your breathing uh, I've talked to Marquise about this, our buddy Keese. Keese. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him. He just got a pretty big scholarship in terms of uh, from his, uh, the hot yoga. I saw that. I was going to post about yeah, it. Yeah, it was a scholarship for, um, it. Comp, it's like they comp his instructor training to be a yoga instructor. Oh, cool. So, But, I mean, it's not like a, a cheap thing, so that's why they did a scholarship for it. And... 
uh, he got that. So I needed to, need to shoot him a little text. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah so shout out to Keith on that. Uh, get your yoga on. He'll, I think he'll be at Hot Room downtown. Yeah. Past so. past guest. Well, yes. uh, I definitely want to make a post on our profile just to highlight. Yeah, for sure. I think we should. His episode and his achievement with that. So. I think we should. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, I'm glad you brought up the breath, but. Yeah, I, like I said, I think we've just seen a lot more in terms of meditation, the mental aspect, con- connecting with yourself and, and controlling yourself too. So I like how that's becoming more prevalent with everyday things. Mm-hmm. So good deal there. Um, nice research. Nice. So my my last current event, and, and I was talking about this uh, with a patient recently. So holidays are over. Wanted to do a quick recap on this because I, I did a little more digging. So Peloton, if people not familiar with the Peloton bike, you can bike around the world. You have an instructor. You can be in a class. It's pretty wild stuff. So it, it seems like a pretty awesome bike. I think they're like a few grand. I don't know the exact price tag. But I was talking to a patient about this, and there was a commercial that they did have where it showed the husband giving his wife, who's seemed to be in shape, attractive. Um, so he gives her this Peloton bike and she documents, she does selfie videos every day of her like, maybe like she was about to start, hey, about to start my first ride, a little nervous, but here we go, we're gonna get after it. And then getting home, like oh, I'm a little tired, but gonna get on the bike. Gonna, gonna So making videos of her using it throughout the next 12 months. Huh. And she clips them all together and makes this video of herself, like kind of her own transformational journey. Not Again, not that she was like super overweight or anything, but kind of just her documenting using this gift okay. from her husband. Okay. And This was uh, the commercial show. Yeah, this was the commercial. Yep. And okay. so they sat down together the next Christmas and they watched it together, which is kind of cool. Uproar. Like internet nightmare uproar for Peloton. <laughs> Fat shaming. Oh, so you know, guys need their wives to look good. Like, I mean, they brought out all the guns, and it was like, shit. Like, I know plenty of women who love their Peloton bike. Maybe it was on her Christmas list. I mean, they could have shown that, I guess. But it's like, it's not like she was way overweight, and. He's like, hey, honey, you, you need to hop on the bike, girlfriend. Like that is that's how people took it from the commercial. Yes. And, and, and like, it was very, very heavy against everything this commercial. Like, it was just him gifting his wife a Peloton bike. Like, they're trying to sell bikes. Mm -hmm. All you guys did now is increase their revenue. That's Because now I guarantee you people will buy the bike because of that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I I understand how someone might take it the other way. I, I do get it. You know, and it's... You know, sometimes you do want to be sensitive if, if you're going to give a gift like that to a female. I feel like females are a little more sensitive towards receiving that. You know, a guy gets a, a rack of weights. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to hit the curls, you know. Like, <laughs> going to get after it in the garage. Yeah, baby. So it's like there's a little different uh, reception of such a gift. But again, I know plenty of women who love the Peloton bike. Yeah. Uh, who, who just like to get after it. Maybe the lady in the commercial was one of these people. Like I said, maybe she asked for it on her yeah. Christmas list. Yeah, you don't know the background story. Yeah. 
Like I asked for, like if I ask for something, say I, I want new headphones or something where it's like, okay, hey, I'm using my headphones. Like it's kind of just cool to see someone using your gift because how many of us have received gifts and never used it? That's rude. Mm-hmm. At least she was using it every day. But I don't know. I just thought I was like, we're all just trying to get healthy. Like we're trying to help each other out. She already looked in good shape. It was just, we need to all relax. Mm-hmm. It's all small stuff. Becoming the victim. Exactly. Exactly. We don't need to victimize this when a company is just trying to sell an exercise bike. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were, uh, remember the Bowflex commercials? Yeah. They commonly have like a man and woman in phenomenal shape. It's like, okay, so all you use was Bowflex. But anyway. <laughs> Like, there are females in so many of these health and fitness commercials, and it's like, why are we... It just... It was easy to see that was not the message that Peloton was sending. Mm -hmm. It was very easy to see, in my opinion, that was not what they were trying to say. But that's how it got taken by a lot of people. Yeah. And like you said, more people talking about it, better for them. Yeah, and it's it's just... it's, It's a bummer. I bring it up because it's a bummer that that's how sensitive, like, we have to be. It's like... We know the intent. It was not malicious. Right. But they like pulled the ad, did a different one. Um, I think the one that replaced it was the the dad is like being too loud on his bike and the kid like opens a door and like shakes his head or something. I don't know, something like that. Another <laughs> good some, commercial. Some, something that could be not offensive. I think Peloton's cranking out good commercials, I'm just saying. Yeah. But I'll just like ah. I didn't see I actually didn't see that commercial. Is it on? Do you think it will be on YouTube somewhere? Yeah, you can find it on YouTube for okay. sure. When, they when pull, you they just pull it from national TV, right? Yeah. Okay. So like they're like Peloton themselves are not running the ad anymore. Okay. Like they changed up their their commercial. <laughs> but yeah, watch it oh after. Watch it's like a minute fifty nine, like like two minute video, and after you watch it. I'm interested in your thoughts because I want you to see the message that they were and were not sending out. Mm-hmm. So after you watch it, let me know. Just like even a quick text, like whatever your thoughts. Okay. I just want to know because, again, maybe it's just me. Like I'm biased towards health and fitness, but I thought it was a pretty innocent commercial. Yeah. Just saying. But again, people are talking. All right. People are buying bikes. Girls love to document what they're doing too. Exactly. Like, like everybody does. But like for something like that, like with fitness, everyone documents what like what they're doing. Like everyone loves so like you know, putting their ass up on the counter in the locker room, like at gyms and taking a picture of that. Uh-huh. And Peloton like, bike builds good butts. Like I'm just you know, yeah. biking is good for and like that's posterior chain. That's something that those people in that relationship in that commercial shared together. Like it's let's it's something that is private between them two. And obviously they use it for marketing purposes mm-hmm. and this for the sake of the commercial. But like, that's cool how she, she showed appreciation for a gift like that by creating a yeah. video. Like, that's what we should like. Be, like, that's just, that's great content. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm echoing what you're saying. Yeah. He's just trying to get good content for his girl. Yeah. Like I've been in a relationship where if I gifted like, I don't know, headphones to work out or resistance bands or if i gifted something along those lines or exercise clothes with with that relationship it it wouldn't have been oh so you think i'm fat it would have been like oh thanks like i love this stuff like i'm all about like it could have been the same like dynamic yeah we just all need to relax i think 
Yeah. Everyone just get fit and relax. All right. On to, since I'm on this training wagon here, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of feed into my RLE here. So I started a few days before the first just because I, I was excited to get it rolling. I, I am running my own uh, 12-week regimen stricter on my food and training. So I, I reprogrammed my workout routine for the next 12 weeks, and I'm being a lot stricter on my tracking. So I'm starting making sure I get enough calories in the day. I did my own macro breakdown and then tweaking from there based on biofeedback if I shoot over a few numbers. But I wanted to make sure I'm eating enough first. That, that's it's always been my, my biggest thing is eating enough. And, and with my job now, sometimes I don't eat all morning from like 9 to 1. So I need to strategize differently. So it's just it's being less lazy in certain areas, making sure I, I make my morning smoothie the night before because it has good calories and things. But uh, yeah, I'm running my own 12-week uh, program. I had a friend friend of ours actually reach out and ask for a, a workout. And it's like, we might get into nutrition later, but I just I want to start with the workout. So I programmed. I like to do a 12-week. Tell people you need really need a few months to see and feel really like good change. If you're consistent, you got to be consistent. And so I told him, I was like, hey, it's going to be hard, but stick with it and you will see some change. And you'll probably see some weight loss. I was like, but you'll notice more compositional changes where maybe your weight doesn't drop the numbers that you think you want to drop, but your body composition changes in such a way where it's like, oh, yeah, looking a lot better. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm looking where I want to go. Yeah. So yeah, I'm doing it for myself too. So I just needed to, I need to track stricter. So I've been doing that. Been hit my numbers. If I'm short, it's been like by under 500 calories, nothing I can't make up the next day if necessary. So I am a big advocate in, in doing what I have other people do, but I'm just really watching my foods too. So mm-hmm. not that I drink a ton, but drinking a lot less booze for the next 12 weeks, you know, except for like I have a couple weddings, celebratory things, different, different story. But other than that, keeping it pretty bare bones, pretty strict uh, and going to see what I can do with myself in 12 weeks time. So I took a before picture, uh, excited to see what happens. But yeah, and I might play with my caloric intake uh, depending on what I'm seeing or not. So, but yeah. I'm on a 12-week journey of my own, so we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens along the way. Uh, going to up my stretching, make sure I'm on my yoga at least once a week just to mitigate potential injuries and, and uh, poor muscle recruitment you know, here and there. So focusing on some um, mind-muscle connection too and making sure I, I'm correctly moving through everything. Mm-hmm. So I've been feeling pretty good overall. Got a left like trap super spinatus and first like just acting up but nothing i can't get taken care of between work and myself so yeah i'm on a 12 week uh journey here and and i think it'd also be good for my coaching business just to show like hey this is before and after 12 weeks Mm -hmm. of of my knowledge and what i can do like not that everyone is out to just gain muscle that's just my current goal you know slim down maintain whatever it may be but yeah, I thought that'd be good to do my own journey. And just because I wanted to really dial it in for a while. I haven't done that for a long time. I've been a little too loose, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dial it in. Good. Yeah. So I'm excited. We'll see. Um, I also just keep them up, keeping up with the reading and writing, too. Making sure I stay on the, the healthy habits. 
the things that are good for me. Because I got, like I said, a little loose the last few weeks of 2019. You know, sick. I let that get in the way, blah, blah, blah. But we're back. Mm -hmm. So back back on the grind yeah and we're consistent grind yeah yeah we're dialing it in so let's we'll see yeah let's see bless up let us see bless up what you got for rle tim yeah so i wrote an article um for the company that create i create articles for uh word agents um about self-empowerment tips it was one of my reason why i want to talk about it on the podcast this week is it was one of my favorite topics that i've ever written about Mm. um it was a pretty long form article so I, i gave like 15 tips, self-empowerment tips, and I wanted to talk about just my favorite. Um, one thing I said is challenging the negative thoughts um, and how one time I listened to a, a learning tape podcast thing called um, The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, and okay. he talks about the key to success. Um, and one thing he talks about is you become what you think about and how like through life, we've talked about it on this podcast a little bit before, but, um, like our brains are wired for survival. Like we, like ever since time, like we've all like back when like we didn't have like, like industry and like technology and stuff, like humans survived, like they were wired to just survive and like live the next day. Sure. And over time, like that's never left us. So like a lot of times, like we, when we go throughout our days and when we, like whenever we want to take like a risk, to, to better ourselves, whether it's like jumping to like a new and better job or like starting a business or like doing something that's like outside the regular norm. There's something in our brain that like tells us to like not do that. Cause like telling like, Oh, you can't do that. Like you're going to fail. Mm. But the reason why, like we're so like not as apt to taking risk or like doing stuff like that to become like more self-empowered is because we're afraid of failure. And we're afraid that by doing that, like we're not going to survive. So just making decisions based on survival, like yeah. the unnecessary risk. Yeah. It's like you don't need to take that risk. Right. You're surviving just fine. Yeah. Stay as you are. So we'll so we'll talk ourselves out of things and like negatively talk about ourselves when we're like trying to do something like mm. re- like really big. Um, That's just, interesting. Just the fear aspect. Interesting because, you know, some days we like don't feel like working for the extra stuff right Mm -hmm. like maybe it's a side business or whatever like i've had it it's like ah, i don't feel like working this today Mm -hmm. because you're you're comfortable in a sense yeah where do you quote unquote need it maybe maybe not financially to keep living your current lifestyle but so i've always thought that was interesting of man Sometimes you do it based on need too. So where that survival mindset comes in is like, no, I am surviving just yeah. fine. I'm okay. Like I'm, I, I'm paying my bills on time. Like I, yeah. I, I come home and I have, I have a house to live, which is like, be thankful for those things. Right. Like you have a car, but like, how it's okay how, to want to like, be great too? Yeah, like how empowered do you want to feel? Like how, mm-hmm. like do you want to feel like you're making an impact on people? And you can't really do like if you really want to truly make an impact on people. It takes stepping outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and like having a, a conversation with someone or cr- like spending an extra hour like creating content to help people sure. if that's what your thing is. Like yeah. just just the small stuff. Yeah. So the way to become empowered, eliminate the negative talk in your brain that tells you you can't do something. That's good. You can. Yeah. And, and once you know, once you start to push those to the side and, and do the thing whatever it may be that 
that mindset is holding you back from doing once you realize like oh it's actually kind of easy mm-hmm. for example like when we put the the camera on us to do a story or, or talk to the camera or when i do like an instagram tv it, it's at first it was scary where the mind tells you you don't need to do this but then you do it and it's like nah someone doesn't like it no one's got a gun to their head fuck mm-hmm. off yeah like it, it's very at least at least for me it was a, an easier transition than i thought it might be but that's just one small thing where i had to challenge that negative thought so maybe it's asking for that raise mm-hmm. that you very well deserve uh and you might get it if not then you know where everyone stands and so do they um you, you also give yourself a sort of leverage doing that but um no i like this because yeah once you challenge one it's like what else needs to be challenged mm-hmm. like you get one down then you start to get a little momentum going yeah it's like okay i can do some wild shit Right, you know, it's 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 cool who we're getting interviews lined up with and people that are interested in what they've accomplished. And it's like, oh, they're down to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's let's keep challenging. Who else would want to talk to us? Yeah. So it's, God, I like this. Yeah, that's a good article. You have to send that to me. I want to read it. Yeah, I will send send that my way for sure. Okay. Um, God, that's good. Because that's hard to challenge the negative stuff. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. But that's the re- the resistance. Like, Yeah. You know. And you become what you think about. So right. If you think you can do something and you continue to do it, keep chipping away at it, like you're going to become that thing. Yeah. Keep so. telling yourself you're the shit. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> chicky, chicky, yeah. Fake ID, chicky, yeah. <laughs> ah, Um, What you got for book talk? Yeah, I want to talk Let's about. get down and nerdy with it. Yeah, a book called Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. Um, And he talks about, as the book title says, the five levels of leadership. Level one is positional leadership. Like, positional leadership is based on the rights granted you by the position and title. Like, you can be a a manager and be title manager, but are you really a manager? Mm. You're only a manager because you're called a manager. That's, That's level one. Level two is you become a leader because people start to follow you because... They want to like whether you're likable, um, you influence people. Like you've created the rapport with people, so they want mm-hmm. to follow you. Mm-hmm. Level three is production, where people start to follow you based on your credibility and what you've done. Like you're starting to deliver re- results for your team, your organization, your business, so people see that and they start to follow you. Like Lamar Jackson this year, he's put he's had a hell of a season. He's being productive. He's leads the Ravens to a one seed, so people are now starting to follow him. Production. And then level four is people development, where leaders use their position, their relationships, and their productivity to invest in the people that are following them and develop those people into leaders themselves. So not only leading people like through your production and and through trusting people, but bringing others up to your level of leadership. So that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about today in the law of addition. So leaders adding value by serving others. So if you want to become a greater leader, serve the people that you lead. You want to make their successes your successes. And you want to kind of create an environment for them to achieve what they want to achieve. Um, And just because you're a leader, just because your title may be ahead of someone, you should want the the people who report to you, your your quote-unquote followers, 
to be able to know what you know and to be able to do what you do as well. Cause that's how, that's the difference between like a growing business and a not growing business is mm -hmm. if the leaders someday left the company, what would the people like beneath them, would they feel empowered enough to do the old job that the mm. other people were? So that's what a true leader does is equip those people with, um, with the inside information they know to do your do your position just as good as you can because that's how organizations grow. So, I just thought that that was kind of an important thing. Is like, we are definitely like we we all go to our job each day, but like really ask yourself, well, what can I learn today, or like, what do I know in my job that others don't, and how can I help people know what I know to help them do their job better mm -hmm. and do my and be able to do my job too. Sure. Because people always want to learn, but yeah, I just think that's the key of a good leader. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, and how many times have you heard and read and seen that when you help other people achieve what they want to achieve, you achieve what you want to achieve? Yeah. And so it's where, okay, to your point, serving first, and we, we've seen it, we've read it, we've heard it, where like, hey, you need to help other people get to where they want to be and other mm -hmm. people are going to help you do the same. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like law of reciprocity yeah. almost where it's, you know, you need to provide the value, show that you're, you're giving and, and you will receive mm -hmm. too. So, you know, you don't get one without the other. And I like, I like this law of addition. Um, it also kind of reminds, you know, adding more value. And it reminds me, I saw something that, uh, oh, nuts. Elon Musk put out i think it was on twitter or something and he said you get paid what was it you get paid based on the difficulty of problems that you solve yeah yeah i've seen that yeah so you know you, you want to be higher up you want to manage this or be in this position have this title solve problems like that are actual problems that they need solved Maybe it's an efficiency problem. Maybe there's process improvement that needs done. Uh, if you save people a lot of man hours on one thing, they can spend that doing something else. That mm -hmm. increases production for the company. So, you know, create those things where it's, hey, man, I, I think we can do this better. Make a solution and then make the presentation. Mm. It's like, hey, this, this is a problem and this is why. And put it in dollar form. It's like, hey, if we spend... You know, each person spends two, three hours doing this. The same thing every month. If we streamline this, that's this much money saved just doing the same thing over. And we can spend that time towards this, which would increase production and, and revenue by this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you put it in dollar amount, then people listen. Yep. In time. Dollar and time. Yeah. So, oh, John Maxwell. Good one. Yeah, he's written a lot, a lot of books on leadership and like people development. And yeah, that was one that I read in college that I, I went back and studied the notes for this weekend, and mm. that just stuck out to me. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that people development—that's kind of like a Gary Vee or a Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. where they're they are kind of a, an A-list uh, person, as, as Ryan Mickler might put mm -hmm. it, where they're bringing people, they're showing them what they do. Yeah. Like Gary Vee says, you know, you want to know what I do? I tell you all for free what I do. <laughs> just you won't do it yeah. so it's it's interesting but no i like this different yeah. levels of, of leadership yeah 
and good for like managers, CEOs, you know, mm-hmm. lower level managers too to listen to as well. Or if you have anybody that looks up to you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, God, I need to finish this book. I got too many books still that are <laughs> ongoing. But Aubrey Marcus uh, talked about training unconventionally, and so for my book talk, since I'm doing my own kind of twelve week thing, I am doing conventional movements, but I've mixed in some unconventional things. So, like, do the weird stuff. Do different rotational things. Do kettlebell kettlebell swings and Turkish get-ups and, and different things with your shoulders and just different movements where you're bending, you're twisting, uh, because that's, like, everyday movement stuff. You know, how many times do you hear someone, oh, I just I, I twisted wrong in the kitchen and, and threw out my back? It's like, well, because we don't train in this rotational plane either. Think about most of our movements – is in front of us or to the side of us, um, where where we, and it's mostly in front of us. That's sagittal plane. So it's uh, doing the weird things where you see someone with clubs or maces, or like a half moon thing filled with water where it's uneven weight distribution, where you're you're swinging it around or you're whatever it is. Like be unconventional with your training to be more functional. Mm-hmm with just life and you'll probably see other lifts get stronger and you'll move up in weight and things by doing different unconventional movements because your body's not used to that you're going to have a different response to where your supporting cast muscle group uh, might increase just your shoulder press because you're doing you're swinging it and you're working different parts of the shoulder and and different muscles through the back and things so it's it it's logical but we ignore it because like functional, unconventional training is still kind of being introduced, I feel. People mm-hmm. are still doing a lot of traditional stuff, which is good. Like deadlifts and squats and presses, very good traditional things to do. Uh, but, you know, do the weird things. Yeah, add some kettlebell work. Even just some swings, that's different that a lot of people don't do. One arm, like stuff, where you throw a kettlebell from, from the ground and you're kind of mixing a squat with an overhead press. Different things like that, different rotations and things. Mm-hmm. Um, Your so, body loves to be challenged. It does. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like Ryan Mickler said, like do something that's going to beat your body up, but don't like b- literally beat yourself up. But you should challenge your body to bend in weird ways and and mm-hmm. ex- exert energy and force in a way that it's that it's not used to. Yeah, you get hurt that's doing you. you get hurt doing certain movements because you're not trained to do those certain mm-hmm. movements. Yeah, trained to bend over and pull things out of the oven. That's hip hinging, mm. like not rounding at your back to do that. Yeah. Then you had load to you know, biggest count. Like well, I bent over, I rotated, then I, I pulled the couch, hurt my back. Well, yeah, you bend over, rotation, you had load. That's a perfect recipe for pain. Mm. Uh, but it's like if you're not trained to do those things, you don't know where to load and how to load. And so, yeah, I just I really uh, was attracted to his speaking on training unconventional ways. Uh, because it'll help in areas of just your everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, twisting while you're sitting in your chair at your desk and you twist to bend over and, and grab a file out of your drawer. You can, get, you can hurt your back doing that too. Like it, it happens. Yeah. So it's like you don't want to be hurt doing simple shit like that. Yeah. So just add a few different unconventional functional movements. A lot of functional movements have like, kind of become unconventional because we don't do them. Mm-hmm. 
we had a oh his name slips my mind. Movement parallels life is his Instagram. Kellen Milan. Kellen Milan. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, big on just moving. Yeah. And I saw him doing like a flip off of a like a pull up bar and like had a pad, but like did a backflip mm-hmm. and landed. Like just he's just moving in just different ways that we're kind of meant to move in. Mm-hmm. Like let's challenge those planes of motion. So train unconventional, become functional. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us. Hope you're having an awesome start to your week, having a great Tuesday. Hey, if you like the show, please head on over to iTunes, search Off the Dome Radio, and leave us a five-star rating and review. Tell us what you like about the show, what you want to hear about, other guests maybe we should try to reach out to have on as well. So we want to tailor to our audience as well. Um, And if you do so, then DM us on Instagram at Off the Dome Radio letting us know that you left a review on iTunes, give us your name and a good physical mailing address. We will send a free laptop sticker to you and we'll get that out to you immediately. So let us know you did that. The reviews really help us uh, get a little more momentum and traction. So we really do appreciate. As always, thank you for your time, your ear, hanging with us today. Keep crushing it this week. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. And until next time.